0: What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to season three of the Good Men Exist podcast. I'm sure you are already subscribed, but I need one more favor from you. If you have enjoyed at least two episodes of the Good Men Exist podcast, would you do me a kind favor and tell a friend, tell a family member about it? I would greatly appreciate it. Tell your uncle, tell your aunt, your brother, your husband, your wife. Tell everybody you know why not. It costs you nothing to do so. And on top of that, you would have my deepest, gratitude now that that is out the way enjoy today's show what is going on everybody thank you for tuning in to another episode of the good men exist podcast you hear the music so you know what time it is it is time for another listener letter this one comes from kara all the way from georgia first of all kara let me just say thank you for taking the time out of your day to write answer the show i greatly appreciate it and if you listening right now if you have a listener letter feel free to send in your email to the show, Podcast at gmail.com. Now with that out of the way, let's dive in. He says, hi, this is Kara. I am listening to your podcast and I'm currently on the episode, Can Men Really Change? So if the question I ask you've covered in a later podcast, then just ignore my question. And if so, could you let me know what episode you cover it in? But my question is this, What burdens do women carry that turn men at your level off? How do those burdens rank? Will a man be willing to engage still? For instance, what would be the ranking of children, taking care of elderly parents, temporary unemployment, entrepreneurship, attraction, and she says wears clean clothes but not properly fitted clothes, hair is groomed but always in a ponytail, just to name a few. If you have not covered this topic, could you talk about it on your podcast and list other potential burdens that I have not considered? A huge thanks for your advice and best wishes on the continuation of your success with your journey. Well, Kara, thank you again for writing into the show. And before I start, let me say this. If you guys have noticed either on my podcast or by the content that I produce on my Instagram, Twitter, whatever, I am not a person who dives into the, what I call clickbait. So when you see a lot of other people in this field say things like top reasons why this, why he or she did that five signs to know she's the one or he's the one. I don't do that. Main reason I don't is because to me that walks the line too closely to consensus and seeing how everyone is different. That's just not my speed. That's not what I do. Although it would be a great way to market. I'd probably be growing a lot faster if I did do videos like that. And don't get me wrong. I did marketing. I know how it works. But I said, no, let me remain organic. And if people discover me by my content, cool. If not, like that sucks. But oh, well, I'm going to stay close to what I do. And I'm not going to venture too far off into anyone else's lane. But Kara, because you have written into the show and you have asked me to rank these, I will do it. So let's get to it. So the question was what burdens do women carry that turn men? I know you put at my level off, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like blanket that statement and just change that to turn men off. Because to me, you don't have to be at my level to be turned on or off by certain things. And also I'm not really sure what you mean by at my level. So I don't know if you mean that financially. I don't know if you mean that intellectually, but either way, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna Like I said, use the blanket statement and we're going to dive in from there. So looking at the ones that you listed, you have children taking care of elderly parents, temporary unemployment, and pretty much you put attraction. So I'm just going to change that to a woman who looks nice, but doesn't get dolled up. Just kind of your average woman, right? So if I were to rank those, and this is just me starting from the bottom entrepreneurship. The reason why that's the last on my list is because me being an entrepreneur myself, I actually find that very attractive. When it comes to a woman, the fact that she has the the knowledge, she's done the research, she has the means, or even if she doesn't have the means, if she's bootstrapping her business, the fact that she's willing to get out here and do it, make her own money, by far one of the most attractive things that a woman can do. I'm typically attracted to women who are ambitious Who have that conquer the world mentality has that no one can stop me mentality. So, like I said, that's last to me because to me, that's a plus. That wouldn't even be a burden. I understand the dynamic of what you're asking, and that maybe she doesn't have a job. Maybe she doesn't have a steady income. And that I understand. Like, I have actually dealt with that. You know, if you go back in my season two, for those of you who have listened to it, you may remember Shannon. So, Shannon was an artist. I told her to quit her job because I wanted her to go achieve, you know, her dreams, conquer them. So I was taking care of 80, 90% of the bills, sometimes a hundred. From that perspective, I understand how that then becomes a burden if this person is consistently trying to get this business off the ground and they can't. And the thing is, even with me having a very high business acumen, I'm not going to help her unless she asks me to help her. And some of y'all may be like, wait, but that's that's your lady. Why wouldn't you? It's because. Though we may be together, that's her business, literally her business. So if she wants advice, she can always come to me. I'm never going to decline anything, but I'm always going to put it back in her court. That's her business. I want her to be successful because of her. I don't want her to feel like I aided her in any way. Like I gave her all the connections or gave her the money. So I want her to be able to stand on her own two feet and like go get it. But if I see her working on a strategy that I personally don't think will work, I'm not just going to be like, hey, that shit's not going to work what are you doing? You should do it this way. That's not my place. So I'm going to let her do her. But after a while, if she's not asking me for my help, the business is not profitable and it's been three, four, five years, then we have to make a decision. We're going to come at a, at a path where, all right, listen, I'm going to help you because you're wasting money or you need to go back and, and get in the corporate world and maybe revisit this at another time. Three, four, five years for a business that you've been working on full time and you still aren't profitable. That's not a business, that's a money pit. So yes, at that point, while I appreciate her ambition, while I appreciate her willing to go out here and put it all on the line, at a certain point, yes, that does become a burden because would she provide me the same leniency if I did it? I mean, granted, my businesses are profitable, but they weren't always. And I have pivoted a lot in my business for me to find what works. So just like I wouldn't wanna hold her up and then that turned into resentment because of her waiting on me, she shouldn't expect me to do the same for her, but I will definitely give her ample time and we will communicate about it. At some point, it does become a burden, but either way, that's my last one. So next on the list, I'm going to have temporary unemployment because to me, that kind of goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship. If you aren't making money in your business, you can call yourself an entrepreneur, but you're just unemployed is what you are until you can sustain your business or sustain yourself that you don't have a business. But let's assume that it's not entrepreneurship. So maybe you've been laid off, like for example, a lot of folks got laid off for, you know, during the pandemic or whatever the case. Cool, like hey, I got you. You know, I make enough money for both of us. You know, if if it takes you a little bit for you to find what you want to find, like go for it. But then again, at a certain point, it becomes a burden. I don't care if you know you really want to go find yourself and figure out what it is you really want to do in the corporate world. I will support you wholeheartedly, but don't take advantage of my support. If you're going to really work on you to find out what you want to do in this world maybe it's not in the you know field that your degree is in take your time figure it out the worst thing in the world is to be working for someone that you don't like or working somewhere that you hate also down on the list is not getting dolled up to me i really appreciate a natural woman right so i'm not really into a whole lot of makeup fake eyelashes fake hair you know any alterations of the body that's not my thing Like I grew up in the country, all my aunts, my mom is natural. So, you know, Hey, whatever. That's just what I've seen. That's what I'm used to. Not to say that these women aren't attractive who, you know, make it work well together. But if I had a choice of a woman who needs to get dolled up to go to Walmart or a woman who could just roll out with a hat on and still look decent, it's easy. That's who I'm choosing. Again, not to say that I'm against it. I mean, I've done both. I've dated the woman who rarely ever wears makeup and I've dated the woman who Always seems to have it on. Like I gotta wait for her to put it on before we can go somewhere. I still liked both, but I prefer the other. Also down on my list is taking care of elderly parents. The reason why it can be high and low is because if your parents can't fend for themselves, I completely understand. Like you you have to be there for them. Or if you cannot, you know, I know people aren't fond of them, but the nursing home option is always an option. But there are parents who know how to finesse you. They know that you care. And so maybe they ask for money. Oh, you know, I don't have a lot of money. So if you could just help me out this one time and then this one time turn to 44 times and you're consistently doing that. Now, if it's purely health related, I mean, what can you do? I can't be upset about that. My parents are getting older now. Granted, they're both fully functional. But there may be a time where I myself have to make that decision as well. So again, to me, that's low on the list. If it's health, that's one thing. If they're asking for money or they're creating an environment that's not healthy for you and then that's affecting us, that's something different. So, so far, taking care of elderly parents, temporary unemployment, entrepreneurship, and not getting dolled up. If I had to rank those one to 10, 10 being absolutely not. Those all pretty much fall into like the four or five category. Again, to where it's not really a big issue, but it can be. So those are all semi-small potatoes to me. Now, I know a lot of women, listen, I'm probably going to lose half my followers I'm going to see my followers drop to like 800 after this. But this is not any shade to anyone. Listen to me now. Hear me. Listen close. This is no shade to any woman. We good? All right. So a woman with children. If I had to place a higher ranking on the things you listed, it would be that. And that is more so because of me than them. But they also factor in. I obviously have dated women without kids. I have dated a woman with a kid or kids, whatever you want to say. Oh, and so for reference, if this is your very first time listening to my podcast, I don't have any kids. As it relates to me, to all the men who meet women with kids, and they just love kids, and then they treat their kid like their own, or they treat her or his kid like their own, they're heaven sent. They are literally from the heavens, because those kind of situations may not always be great. Now, when you have two mature adults on that side, the baby's mother and the baby's father, and they co-parent well, and they have truly moved on, that is a situation that I may consider. But again, from my side, I know that I'm Not really interested in taking care of anyone's kid. It's just, it is what it is. Would I, if I thought I met a woman who was worth that? Yeah, I would. But my preference is to date a woman who does not have any kids. Situations where I would, the father is not in that kid's life at all. Doesn't exist, not, ain't talking about in jail. Nope, ain't talking about that. Ain't talking about goes missing for four years, comes back. Nope, I'm talking about zero contact, nothing. Because then I feel like I have free reign for her and I to work together to raise that child. But the situation where there's issues with the baby's father, or y'all didn't end on good terms, or you always gotta go back and forth with him on some stuff—I've like been there, I've done that. Where you know, homie was like, oh, "I don't want him around my kid," blah blah. Like I'm like, listen. Here's the, here's the thing about that situation. And and again, no shade to him. Not that he's listening to this, but it's like, bruh, I'm making like six times more money than you. I'm more established. I don't live with my parents. I have an excellent head on my shoulder. Like if anything, you should want me to raise your kid instead of you. That sounds harsh, but he just didn't have the maturity. He didn't have the financial means. He didn't have the stability. Sure. The love still counts. But even in that case, he didn't go out of his way to see the kid. So it's like, why are you, you're only here to claim what's yours when it's convenient for you outside of that. Like you just, you are just upset that you're not with her anymore. And so when it comes to situations like that, anything close to it, to me, that's the biggest burden because while a woman can come in with her own baggage and it could be as disruptive as another man and his kid, that's something that's going to stay there. She can work on her baggage. She can unload, you know, as she works through it but he potentially is always going to be there. So since he will always be there, I won't be. And again, love the single moms out there. You guys put in work. I appreciate what you do. Like I said, I, I saw my dad and stuff when I was little, but I didn't, we didn't, my parents didn't get married until after 10. For the most part, my mom was a single mom until I was 10. I know single moms. So again, this is no disrespect to you all. It has like I said, if you've noticed, I didn't say anything about the single mothers, like y'all being the issue. It's not you being the issue. It's the potential circumstances of which exists that I do not have a preference for. And then it's my preference not to want to raise anyone else's child. So as far as y'all go, superstars to me, no issue, but I would much rather not put myself in a position that I know will not be entirely conducive to our success, save you your peace, save you your time and allow you that time and space to find someone who is better suited for that kind of situation. So with that being said, Kara, I feel like I have talked enough. Again, I definitely appreciate you for writing in. If you want to write into the show, feel free to do so. GoodmanExistPodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, feel free to tell a friend, tell a family member about it. I would greatly appreciate the support. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. I would greatly appreciate that as well video content coming soon, YouTube, IG, Facebook lives coming soon, about to start the Facebook group up for exclusive access to things that I don't post on IG, more direct access. Get excited. I am. Hopefully you are too. As usual, I hope each and every one of you is doing well. And as always, be great people.